Is there anyone here who's still pretty committed to their New Year resolution? We're good. One, two, three. Yeah, let's give them a hand. That, that is commitment. You know, this year, I don't know if I, had a, if I have a commitment or so, more or less. I don't know if I'm failing or <laughs> if I'm just succeeding. But, man, I am excited to be here today. My name is Rafael. I am part of the teaching team as well as one of the elders. And, and honestly, um, you know, the message that I really believe that God placed in my heart, it's supposed to be short and sweet. I say supposed to because every time I practice it, it's about 20 minutes long. And so I didn't want to purposely make it longer than it should be. Nor do I want to make it smaller, but if it's longer, let's blame it on Jesus, because every single time, it lands on about 20 minutes, and you know, it's, it's, it's this whole B-side story, honestly, has been really, really good to me, uh, and one of the benefits of sitting where you're at today is that you become an active listener, and a lot of the times when you listen to some of us teach, there's very specific things that I know land in my heart, and one of those things that when Eric preached, when he opened up the series, was that idea, is, and it's not that I don't know this, I know that I know and I know, and I'm assuming most of you know this too, that we worship a miraculous God, but somehow I've convinced myself enough to not share the stories, because I think people will logically explain them the way, or the story's too good to be true, and, and so it was just a great reminder, at least for this year, that I do worship a miraculous God, and not only do I worship one, but I also want to be a part of that story. And so it's, it was just a beautiful reminder. And then Taka, it's, it's so crazy because I was talking about it in our small group. And <laughs> the story that he preached was one of the stories that I had on mind when I was doing this. And he asked me, hey, are you going to preach on this story? And I don't know what compelled me. I said, no. And, and, and actually, I said, I said, yes. That wasn't a no. And then I'm like, yo, you're not going to preach on this. This is not your story. This is, this is God's story. And I don't know what it was. But I am so glad you preached, and I told you this, because the angle that I was going to use or the angle that I believe God was going to speak through me was completely different than what Taka was going to do. And it really, really blessed me because, honestly, the idea that God values forgiveness over a blessing or forgiveness over healing was so much needed for me. And if anybody has been worshiping the Lord or following the Lord for a very, very long time, A, at times can be super defeating, especially if you've been praying for this particular prayer. Or you've been praying about, you know, this or that, and it was just beautiful that God really, truly cares about my soul. And he truly, really cares about my well-being. And as much as I hate the no's when I want a yes, and as much as I hate the yes when I want a no, it's God. God is just so good to us. And so it was a beautiful, beautiful reminder. And honestly, what, what, what every preached last Monday and what Taka preached last Sunday will make a lot more, not a lot more sense. It's, it it kind of goes together with what I believe God just placed in my heart. So let me pray, and then we're going to go straight into Matthew chapter 5. Lord, I just want to say thank you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I know we don't take these moments lightly, Father, but I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would use my words today. Let me not say more. Let me not say less. Let me say exactly what you need me to say, Lord. And, Lord, I pray that we will feel challenged today. And not challenged and uncomfortable, but challenged to just share your stories that you've done with us and through us. We love you. And just let me pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Now I get so subconscious because talk is something about amen and amen and amen last week. And I'm one of those who say, <laughs> says it three times. But Matthew chapter 5, verse 33 and 37 says this. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, you must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say by earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say by my head, for you can turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple yes, I will, or no, I won't. And a different translation says, let your yes be yes, and your no's be no's. And anything beyond this, 
is from the evil one. I'm starting with this because I want to talk about your word today. And I know oftentimes when we come to a church setting and we talk about words, we often talk about words of affirmation, words of encouragement, that you and I have the power of life of death in our tongue. And all, that, all of that is true. But I, what I want to take a quick second out is, are your yes, yes, or are your no's, no's. You know, when we were kids, and maybe you do this today, and I caught myself doing this a lot this month. And I need to stop it. And we will say things like, dude, I swear to God. That what I experienced really, truly happened. And we add those taglines in the middle. Or we say something, dude, on my mother, on my mother's grave, what I'm about to tell you really, truly happened. And if you go back 20 years, I asked my students, and they had no idea. They couldn't complete the phrase. So test number one, I cross my heart, and I hope we will say these things all the time because sometimes as kids and even as adults, we love to spice up stories. We love to make ourselves look better. Uh, we've both done it. I know I've done it before, and it's something that I know God has been working through me because I work with kids, and sometimes just so, to spice it up and make myself look stronger because I'm not very strong or make myself funnier because I'm not very funny, I just spice things up. But I just want to remind you today that your words legitimately hold value. There will be a time in our lives as we follow Jesus, as we become Christ followers, that there will be stories that you're going to experience, whether it's a grace story, whether it's a story of redemption, whether it's a story of forgiveness, that when you say something, more often than not, people will believe you because for some of us, your yeses have become no's too often and your no's have become yes too often. And so when people, people are more surprised that you actually show up when you say you work and they show up because more often than not, you just don't. Or, or people are more, or, or your kids, for those are parents here today, you know, sometimes your yes are yes for like five minutes until your kids just bug you and bug you and bug you because it's easier to say the no after that. And I just want to remind you today that your words truly matter. I mean, are, do your words hold value? Because like I said, there will be a time in our faith that you're going to encounter a big God story. And it's not that you need people to believe you. But it's, it's your words that matter. And we have, some of us, our words don't hold much value. And so I want to take you to Psalms 34, verse 1 and 2. Because sometimes we make talking about Jesus a little too more too difficult. And I just want to share something that I know the Lord, the Lord put in my heart. And it's found in Psalms chapter 34, verse 1 and 2. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord and let all who are helpless take heart. It's, it's, for me, this is something that I have struggled prior about two, three years ago. For a very long time, when, when I was walking in my faith, I didn't want people to know that I was a Christian. Because during the pandemic, we all know that being a Christian or labeling yourself as a Christ follower, more often than not, carried negative connotations. And so showing yourself to be a Christ follower, showing yourself to be a Christian, at times, I didn't want to be associated with that. And what that robbed was me not talking about Jesus enough. Not talking about what the Lord was doing in my life and perhaps what the Lord is doing in your life. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. Now, why is he saying this? Because it says, I will boast only in the Lord, in verse 2. Let all who are helpless take heart. A different translation says, I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this. Hear this. So often, I do it as a spouse. I don't want to stress out my wife. So when I'm stressed or full of anxiety, I put up a facade. I put up a smile because the last thing I want to do. And stress her out. 
And so often we do this as spouses. We become really good about hiding our troubles, about hiding our struggles, about hiding our difficulties because we don't want people to know. It's embarrassing. At times it can be demeaning. At times it can be defeating. But the Bible says, I will, David says, I will boast in the Lord because I have no idea if the person next to me is going through something very, very difficult. Look, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but if I were to do that today and I say, hey, does anyone need a message of hope today? How many of us will raise our hands? Does anyone need a story today about a God that is forgiven? How many will raise their hands? And David is, listen, I don't know what you're going through. I have no idea, but there's one thing I will do. I will talk about Jesus. I'm going to talk about him because I have zero ideas if there's anybody around me as I'm walking to work, in the lounge, in the classroom, at your workplace that needs to hear this beautiful story about Jesus because as David says it, we, if, if things aren't going well, hear this, hear this, and be happy. And then he says this in Psalms 34, 3. Come, let us all tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. Is there anyone here today, and I'm going to ask you to perhaps do something a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to give you a mic. I'm not going to ask you to share. But is there anyone here who feels comfortable, raise their hand and say, listen, man, I got a story that expresses God's greatness. Anyone. Simple. Easy. Listen, if you're here today and you need to, you need a, you need, you need to hear a story about God's greatness, talk to one of them. Go talk to them. And if they do approach you, let's share. Because, we, again, we have no idea. Verse 4, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all of my fears. Is there anyone in this room again? I know it's going to be repetitive for a while. Is there anybody in this room that feels comfortable, you know, raising their hand saying, listen, man, there was a time that my heart was full of fear, stress, but I prayed and God answered anyone. Anyone, look around you. Stories. Stories. Then he keeps going is, and he goes, I, I pray to the Lord, answer me. He freed me from all my fears. And then we get to verse 5. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Listen, when I was reading this verse over and over again, I was reminded of my mom. My mom oftentimes has zero business feeling all the peace that she feels. Oftentimes, my mom has zero business feeling joy. I know my mom's story. I know her story in church. I know her story with my dad. I know her story growing up. She has zero business. And sometimes, if I could be honest with you, she bugs the heck out of me because every time we have a conversation, it's about Jesus. It's like every single time, like, Mom. And again, I'm being honest with you. I know the unanswered prayers. How can you be joyous? I know the things you've experienced. How can you have so much peace? And I always feel like I'm trying to convince my mom that this, there's this God that we worship that is not good, that is bad. And it just listening to my mom just reminds me of the power of submitting our lives to the Lord and understanding that it doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter where we're in. What matters is that we understand that God is with us, and if God is with us, there will be joy. Is there anybody in this room who can legitimately raise and say, Raphael, there was a time where I had no business having a smile on my face, and I wasn't faking it. But I, was, I had so much joy because was God was with me. Anyone.
Listen, there are stories in this place. There are stories in this place that we often neglect and put away because we don't realize those. Those are the stories that God is going to use to bring people closer to God. Listen, we don't want to pack a voice for the sake of packing it up here. We just want to pack it up because we want to get heaven packed. We want people to connect with God. We want people to have real strong relationship with God. And as we continue to read, it says, in my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all of my troubles. And then we get to verse 7. And it's one of the verses I'm going to repeat over and over and over again. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He lays down a list of things that he is doing to show the world that the Lord is good. He talks about God's greatness. Of course he's good. He talks about a time where he prayed and his life was full of uncertainty and God answered. Taste and see, of course he's good. There was a time where I shouldn't be joyous, but I am and I can't express it. I can't explain it, but I know God did it and I know God made me feel this way and I rest in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In my desperation, David says, I was in a difficult place. And if you know anything about David, he did some horrendous things. And he says, listen, I cried out to God. And I want to let anybody know, anybody who's in this room who may be heartless and hopeless, I got a story to share with you and to tell you that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. And one of the things that I feel that the Lord wants me to share with you today, the one of the, I would even argue that one of the most effective ways that people will learn to trust and taste and see that the Lord is good, is going to be through you. And I want you to really grasp what we're saying today. One of the many ways the people, your coworkers, your kids, your spouse, your mom, your dad, your friends, One of the things that God is going to use is going to be you. And as much as we don't want to carry the burden, because that burden stinks at times and it's overwhelming, the way that you talk matters. The way that you treat your spouse matters. The way that you treat your children matters. If you have an employer, the way that you treat your employees matters. And if you have an employer, the way that you respect the people around you matters. Your actions, your words, your attitude, your story matters. And I think so often we neglect the idea that God can use your story to make a difference. And we lay that responsibility on leaders, on teaching team, on elders. And I'm just here to remind you today that one of the many ways that people will learn to see and taste that God is good is going to be through you. You and your stories. And as we keep reading, we get to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 and 16. It says, let me tell you why you're here. And I love this. Because there's no mincing words. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out God's flavors of the earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? I want to leave you with that for a second. How will people taste godliness? The bearer of the responsibility is on us, on you, on me. When was the last time you sprinkled this seasoning called forgiveness and you have a story to share? 
When was the last time you share a story of redemption? See, some of us, and I know myself because I, I, I don't share my story as often because I'm just too embarrassed and I don't want to embarrass my mom and I don't want to embarrass my siblings. I don't want to embarrass the people around me because I know that my story doesn't just affect me, but I know it affects the people that I love. And I stopped sharing it because so often people used to use my story and use it against me. And because of that, I stopped sharing it. But when was the last time? Because some of you legitimately, we can write a whole movie of your life, but you keep that thing so close to you. Because we don't want to embarrass anybody else, but it's not about embarrassing anybody else. It's about glorifying what God has done in your life. Glorifying the things that God has done through you. It's all about Jesus. And as we keep reading, it says this. <laughs> the message Bible said it, not me, but I'm going to see you read it anyways. You've lost your usefulness. And we'll end up in the garbage. That's the message for a different day. But when we get to verse 14, in case you didn't get it, he says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with all of this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there when I held up on a light stand, shine. Keep an open house. Be generous with your lives. And this line, as I read it for some reason, just hit me differently. By opening up to others, you prompt people to open up with God. And honestly, so often when I become vulnerable with people and they don't return their vulnerability, I automatically assume that they don't want to be my friend. And that's a me issue. That's not a God issue. That's a me issue. And as I was reading this, it says be vulnerable, not for you. Be vulnerable with your stories and season the earth with God's stories that I've done through you so that others, so that others can open up to me. Me meaning God, not me. <laughs> me open up to God. Your stories matter. Your stories matter. And then we get to Hebrews chapter 13 verse 6. It says, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So Voice Church, I have a question for you. What can you say with confidence today? What can you say with confidence today? Can you say with confidence that the Lord is your helper because you have a story about that? Can you say with confidence that God is your provider because he has and you have a story about it? Can, we, do you, have a, can you say with confidence that the Lord is faithful, that the Lord is good, that the Lord is forgiving, that the Lord is a protector, that the Lord is a miracle worker? Do you have a story? Because God wants to use those stories not so much for you. So that the others can come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalms 105 verse 1 through 5, I'm just going to read it. It says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exult in his holy name, rejoice. And you who worship the Lord, search for the Lord in his strength. Continually seek him. Remember the wonders. He has performed his miracles and the rulings he has given. Worship the Lord at all times. Seek him continuously and let the whole world know what he has done. So Voice Church, when was the last time you shared a God story? When was the last time you legitimately heard your coworkers talking? And it's not that you want to butt in. I'm not asking you to be that dude who interrupts every single second. Listen. Be wise. Pray. Ask God for guidance. Find a time, find a moment, and talk to them. Find moments. 
And it's not that you're being nosy when they're talking in front of you. There's so many things that we talk about in our lounge. I listen. I know they listen. And I know we bring it up every once in a while. Whether we make, we make most of the time we make fun of each other. We, we embarrass each other. We say things, but we listen. If it was that private, they would be talking in the classroom. They would be talking elsewhere. You're there for a reason. Listen. Be wise. And so we get to this, my, well, my interpretation of a B-side story today. And it's in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 and 13. Give me a sec. And I was honest, I'm almost done. I don't know how long I've been up here, but it feels like forever. <laughs> so it says Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 and 13. As Jesus entered the village of Capernaum, a Roman captain came up in a panic and said, Master, my servant is sick. He can't walk. He's in terrible pain. Pastor Taco was talking about last week how there were these four friends who carried his friend. They were, they were bringing his, their friend who couldn't walk to Jesus. And there was an argument to be made that some of them were very close by and they could go find Jesus if they just looked for a couple of minutes, maybe an hour or so. Some people were coming from outside of the city that could have taken a couple of hours to come find Jesus. And then some were living way out of the city and that could have taken a couple of days just to go see Jesus. But the whole thing was that they were talking, they meaning people, were talking about Jesus. Why else would these friends bring the paralyzed friend to this dude named Jesus if they hadn't heard stories about Jesus? If they hadn't heard stories about water turned into wine, if they haven't heard stories about men being lifted up from the dead, if there weren't stories about the blind being able to see, there were stories that people were talking about. Here we find a Roman soldier. And for all intended purposes, he probably had access, and because he was in charge of 100 men, access to good medicine at the time. He might have had access to maybe good doctors. But instead, he chooses to go seek Jesus. Now, I know this is not in the Bible, so I'm just trying to make a connection here. More often than not, at least in my perspective, the reason why he went to Jesus was because he probably heard that Jesus was doing great and wonderful things. Why on earth, why would you, why would I take my, take, go to Jesus if I knew somebody was in such great need that they needed something? So he goes to Jesus, and I love this line, in verse 7, Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. I love it because isn't that what we want from Jesus anyways? Every going something with our spouses and our family, we, if Jesus, if you heard Jesus' voice say, yo, okay, cool, I got it. I heard your prayer. I'll show up. Just let me know where you're at and I'll go. But then he responds, oh, no, said the captain. I don't want to put you to all the trouble. Just give the order. In a different translation, says just give the word and my servant will be fine. So point one, he came, the Roman soldier came to Jesus because of the things he was hearing. He came to Jesus because he understood that Jesus' word had value. Had value. If Jesus said it, it was done. If Jesus said it, it was so. If Jesus said it, you could take that to the bank. His word mattered. His word mattered. Secondly, not secondly, and to close with this verse. Acts chapter 3 verse 6 this. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. 
God, I give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. I love this verse because it's something that I used to hear all the time when I was going to church with my mom. And it's so true, at least to me. Listen, I may not have a whole lot. You may not have a whole lot. But what we do have is Jesus. See, the Bisa story that I'm trying to focus on today is not found in the Bible. It is found here. It is found here. And I think so often, and I'll speak for me, I take away from God's glory by refusing to interject the name of God in my story. And I have a lot of reasons for this. One, straight up embarrassment. Two, I'm a little scared that I'm in a public setting where my boss can hear me and I get a little nervous. But for far too long, I have refused to give my story, the God story, any justice. Any justice. And so today we're going to end this service a little bit different. There is a QR code in front of you. And if you scan the QR code, it will take you to a link tree. And on top of it, it says share your story. As a church, we want to be able to share your story. A story that glorifies God, a story that talks about God's grace, forgiveness, whatever it may be. You can make this anonymous. You can tag your name in it. It's up to you. But we want to share your story. And if you feel bold enough, the second thing we're asking you to do is make, make a social media post. Record yourself. I don't like recording myself, so for me it would just be a story. And share your story. Some of your stories have been hidden for so long, so, so long. And it's just waiting to burst out because, again, like David said, we have zero idea what even the person right next to us today may be going through. And your B-side story can be their A-side story. So, Voice Church, if you feel comfortable with that, we encourage you. Otherwise, you can just worship alongside of us. Lord, we just want to praise you and thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done with us. Thank you for the stories, Lord Jesus, that you have placed inside our hearts. Thank you for the stories, Lord Jesus, that you have done with us, Lord. I pray that we would be bold enough to share everything that you have done with us and through us. We love you. And Jesus, let me pray. So as we uh, close, first of all, Raphael, amazing job. Thank you. I don't know about you guys, but I just love, like, the way Raphael speaks, <laughs> I just want it to be my outgoing message. Like, it's just like the coolest uh, inflection. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm not making it funny. I, I love it. I don't know. Raphael hates it, but I love it. Anyways. Um, no, but thank you. Uh, that was definitely a God word for us. I, um, when you were talking, um, the first question you had where you asked us to raise your hand, I'm like, first of all, I was like, man, if I raise my hand, are you asking me, could I, are you going to call on me to share it? I know some of you guys are probably thinking that too. It's like, I'm not going to raise my hand because I don't want to talk for everybody. Uh, but, uh, but I was on. It was it was so fast. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I it was like, but the more I thought about, it, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many. And I thought about so many times in my life where I almost felt like the picture I had in my head was like a, like a sailboat in the middle of open water with no wind, and I just felt stalled out. 
so many times in my life, right? And personally, with relationships, with trying to get this church off the ground, all that kind of stuff. We've all been there. Some of us are there right now where you feel like, I'm just tired. I'm just, there's, there's no movement. I, I feel like I can't get, I don't, I'm stuck for whatever reason. And then someone comes along and, and shares their story with you about how God is with them, about God, how, how God provided, how God can bring peace, about how they're, and then it, it just puts wind in your sails, right? I can't do countless times in my life where leaders and friends have pulled me aside after services or uh, during hard times and just literally encouraged me, put courage into me. And one of the ways they did it was by sharing their God stories. And so, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's normal in these moments to go, but I don't have uh, any stories to share. But if you were just to take a moment and just process it, I think you'd find that you're, you're literally tripping over God's stories in your life. I think about like, um, if you guys have been to uh, Jerusalem and if you haven't gone, you should go. We were gonna go as a church and then COVID happened. But um, and if you go to the temple, there's uh, a Southern Steps. Uh, some people call them the teaching steps because rabbis would teach there, Jesus would teach from there at times. But they're irregular, which means they're not like to code today, right? They're not like this many inches, this many inches, right? Uh, they're completely irregular. They're uh, short, long, short, long, and it's kind of weird. And if you look at why, when I was the, the guide we were with, uh, he goes, you know why they're like that? And I'm like, uh, erosion? I don't know. And he goes, no, no, they were, they were uh, built like that. And their whole idea was they didn't want people flippantly walking into the presence of God. They didn't want people with their latte kind of just mindlessly having a conversation going in uh, to what we would call church today. They wanted people to consider, walk carefully, tread carefully. And it's the same thing with us. I think we can flip, flippantly kind of walk into church, flippantly walk out of church. And it's like, can I, can I challenge you? Take some time. Even the stuff, the, the little QR code thing, it's not because we want to collect stuff to populate our social media feed. That's not the goal of it. The goal of it is to help you just walk a little carefully, try to look carefully, slow down, scroll a little less, and actually take a few minutes, take five minutes. Can you give God five minutes? Not even right now. Maybe you need to do it later when the kids are napping or whatever, but take five minutes and go through that form. And what it'll allow you to do is it'll allow you just to process. And I think the Holy Spirit will remind you of all these times that he's been with you, that he provided to encourage you, to, for you to log those in your God file. Right? There's a reason why Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, because he knows we'll forget, right? We forget so fast. So I want to encourage you uh, uh, to do that. Um, again, if you want to reach out for any reason, fill out a connection card, uh, we want to support you. We always, after we dismiss, we'll always sing one more song together if you'd like, if you need it, but you are always free to go after we pray here. Uh, we will also always have prayer teams over here off to my left. Uh, you're right. If you need prayer for whatever reason, we never want you to feel uh, like you're leaving alone. You, I don't care if it's your first time. I don't know if you, you got lost and you just walked in the doors. We want to support you in prayer. If you need prayer support uh, for anything. Uh, one quick reminder I forgot is if you are a parent of a middle or a high schooler, uh, we are having a parent meeting after service out here uh, in the meeting room. Or actually, no, it's in here. It's in here after uh, service. So if you have, uh, if you want to talk through anything, we're going to kind of share some things about the youth going forward. Nothing major is changing or anything. So but we just want to hear from you. Uh, so if you want to uh, be a part of that, you can. And then we have pizza and stuff for your middle and high schooler so they can be fed with nutritious food. 
Uh, so, um, and every time we gather, we take a free will offering. If you want to give through the church, uh, you uh, can do that you, through the QR code. has a link on there, too. I also want to share, uh, some of you guys that maybe weren't here a couple weeks ago when we shared this, we give the last offering of the year away. So last year, 2022, uh, we uh, gave that last Sunday's offering, Christmas Sunday, uh, ironically. We gave that offering away, and because of that, we gave it to an organization called One Hope in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And so they were able to create curriculum and discipleship pathways. And because of your generosity that we gave away, 4,035 children now have the gospel in their hands and have a process uh, for discipleship. So way to go uh, to you guys. So all I have to say, uh, you don't give to the church, you give through the church. And uh, you are impacting lives all around the world. And so uh, with that, let me pray for us. And again, you are formally dismissed after that. But if you'd like to stay back and, and just have a time with God, you can do that. But no guilt if you uh, need to take off, all right? God, we give you today, we give you tomorrow, we give you every breath we have from this moment till our last. And we say, God, use it. Use it to build your kingdom. Use it to pack heaven. Use it to make a difference in someone else's life. God, I pray would you remind us of all the times you've been there for us and that you'll always be with us going forward, not always giving us what we want, but always being there with us. And God, would you give us the courage, the boldness, uh, not to shove the Bible down people's throats, but just to share what you've done in our lives and to bring hope to others. God, there's so many people within our sphere of influence that are hopeless. And God, we just want to share the hope of Jesus with them in a way that makes sense. God, we just, uh, would you use us to make our world just a little better this week? And so God, would you send us out as missionaries today to make a difference in the world this week? Would you speak with each of us? Would you speak through us? And would you speak through us as a church? We commit this week to you. In Jesus' name, amen.